You're listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with Outfluencer, Dr. Wayne Purnell. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Outfluencer, and your powerful presence mentor. Today, I have a special guest. This is a gentleman that I met when we uh, did our TEDx in Farmingdale. Uh, Dave Chemetsky was one of the speakers, and he has such an interesting story that I decided that I would bring him on to One Sharp Sword. We'll look at how he has taken his life path to cut through to what matters most. Dave, welcome welcome to One Sharp Sword. Hey, thanks a lot, Wayne. I appreciate being invited on and connecting again. Yep, you are welcome. Yeah. You're, uh, you've got some stuff, you've got some stuff, some stories to share with us. Um, we're gonna talk about your path, P-A-T-H. We're gonna talk about your rising phoenix, which is a great big thing. Um, and you created a, a new word that I can't wait to share with our audience. And then um, a little bit later, as we continue our talk, we're going to talk like a pirate. Not really. Uh, it's just that you have a bunch of R words. And, um, and so, <laughs> so, so uh, we're going to talk about some of the, the R stuff going on with you. Um, start, Dave, start by talking a little bit about the path and what that what that was, what that is for you. I mean, you've been a speaker, you've been a mentor of leadership. You, um, you work for a major company out in New York and, um, I don't know if you're allowed to say which, what that is. And then, you know, talk a little bit about, about what you're doing and, and the, what the path P-A-T-H actually stands for. Sure. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, yeah, so it's been a, bit, a busy year. Last year, between the TEDx talk and everything else, I've actually used co uh, the coronavirus to really retool some stuff. But to answer your first question about PATH, I've been mentoring, coaching, and volunteering under my coaching piece, do, uh, which is called OnThePathNewYork.com uh, and, and uh that's one of the email addresses where you can reach me. But what that's done is it's given me a lot of resources to help and assist other people. Uh, you know, when I first started creating it, they were like, well, what's a cool catch catchphrase? You know, you always want to catch something. And I was like the path. We all are on our path. And as Ram Dass says, we walk each other home. And for me, path stands for personal attitudes towards happiness. And, you know, I just build it from there because really that's the basic goal we all want to be part of is being happy. Even though it's not a location, it's not a place, it's a state of mind. Happiness is a state of mind. You, uh, you didn't always have happiness. You had, you had some pretty low times. I don't know if you want to go into talking a little bit about that. Um, or your bounce, or where you, you know, found happiness, and how you carry that forward now. Well, it, it all—it's it, all intermingled, right? At, at the end of the day, well, and what I'll do is I'll start bringing up the, the my, my one of my first bounces is going through uh, a divorce, and uh, anybody who's gone through gone through a divorce, 
it's not a fun situation. The, you know, I, at that time, I had a daughter who was less than a year old, as well as a three-year-old. And uh, under the circumstances of the divorce, uh, it definitely wasn't very comforting, uh, all the information I was finding out. Well, that being said, I was sitting in a conference and I heard the poem that I talked about during my TEDx talk, uh, Still I Rise by Maya Angelou. And even though that doesn't mention about the phoenix, I started getting images in my head about this, the phoenix rise, how we rise from our ashes. And this is way before the path came in. And I was like, wow, yeah, I need to rise. I can't let this be my defining moment. I, I was still younger than I am now, of course. Uh, I was in my mid-30s. And I'm like, all right, I need to figure it out. I need to figure this thing out. And that's what it was. I needed to rise from my ashes. Hearing that poem and made me start seeing that spark, the, the ignition to rise, renew myself, and to find resiliency. That's awesome. And that's, that's really your message these days is, is how do we all become a little more resilient? Now, along the way, you, you've worked with individuals, you've worked with couples, you've worked with parents. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? And then, and I, I don't know if now is a great time to, to bring up that, that fun term that you coined. I, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, so I, I have been working for the past five years with people. I do a lot of volunteer work. So there's always put myself into opportunities to help uh, people. And uh, I'm still working in, in corporate America. I, and at one point, I was traveling the, the country training people on how to identify counterfeit medicine. So as I'm doing this, I started working with larger and larger groups on just the mindset, the, the mindset, the mindset shifts and finding where people rely on past performances, right? That's how we all decide what we want to do. And I, going through life, you, you all go through challenges. As we know, life is not a straight line. It's more of a squiggly line. And uh, this past year, I, I went through a challenge where I attempted to try to hurt myself, even though I knew all the right resources. I wasn't like that gym membership we all have that we don't, we don't go to the gym. But I then uh, retooled and recalibrated my life and created this word, cluberty, as part of my recalibration and my deciding that I, I needed to move forward. And I did say cluberty, not puberty. We, we, we do remember that unfun phase. And cluberty is just as much as an unfun phase. But when you get through it, it's a pretty good experience. And what that is, is really just talking about, you know, being able to rejoice, knowing where we came from, to then figure out where we're going and why we're going in a certain direction. You know, we've all learned things throughout our lives and we make decisions based on that. Not every decision we've made has worked out. And if we retool and reevaluate all the things that have happened and why they've happened, or at least from our perspective, we have the opportunity to then grow and, you know, move things forward. So that was what was Cluberty for me, it's a, a big reflection point when you get to your life when like, how did I get here? And I can't be going in the same direction. Like this can't keep happening. You can't keep going from zero 
to 100 and zero to 100 back, you need to figure out a, a better balance or an asymmetrical balance is what I've been working on lately. An asymmetrical balance, yep. uh, which is great because people talk about work-life balance or any any kind of balance in life. And it's like, there's no, if you get to homeostasis, you've stopped growing really if you get to this, right? So uh, I love how this ties into path. I love the, you know, personal attitudes towards happiness. I wanted to underscore that. And then I want to, uh, I wanted to punch that word, you know, just for cluberty, like cluberty. It's like you get a clue, you go through this transition and what you said about it is, uh, earlier is, uh, and I'm not sure you said it exactly this way today. Um, but I want to make sure that this was, was part of the, um, the message is that cluberty really is about your transition. It's, it's where we decide cluberty is really a decision point that our past doesn't have to define us today and it doesn't have to define our future. Right. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, our, our past is always with us and the, the cluberty piece is when we reevaluate uh, what, why are we thinking the way we, we think? And that doesn't mean we're thinking something that's wrong. It's really about being able to see what we need to do. Uh, I know for me, when I went through, whenever I go through a challenge, I do a lot of introspection and try to, again, rebalance where I could have done something differently, where my outcomes could have been you know, more successful. And that's what I do because that's the balance. And that's what that's how Cluberty came. I was like, you know, when I started reevaluating my situation, and I said, you know, how did I get here? I'm a I'm a good guy. And then you start going, okay, this is why I was thinking of, of things. This is what I was chasing. We don't always chase the things that we that are right in front of us. A lot of times we'll chase the things that are in our past that we think we want. You know, we still might be chasing, some people still might be chasing that red wagon. Uh, when you were seven, but it's still affecting to you when you're much older than that. So it, it's that re reflection piece that you're open to about finding out why you're, you're thinking of things. It's a deep dive. It, it, it's, it's a powerful process. Uh, I've been begun working with people on that and talking about it. Um, and it's been powerful for me. It It, it really has released a whole bunch of energy that I didn't need to spend on myself that I could have focused on different things, much like uh, the TEDx <laughs> and things like that. Isn't that funny? And here's what's, what's cool is that I think in some ways our, our, um, our work has great overlap, which is also the reason you're here. Um, you know, I talk about the values journey and that people change what they value. You know, they may not recognize that, but at some point when you do an analysis, you, you do look back and you go, well, I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. And what you do is you, you know, you're challenging people to say, well, then does chasing after that red wagon you never got, does that really serve you? Right. Or, 
right? And so letting go of the things that we that we thought we wanted, I think is really, it's really great. I love the question, how did I get here? Um, it's very talking heads of you. Uh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is not my, right? That's awesome. How did I get here? Uh, uh, that's, another question that I generally ask is, you know, how's it working for you? You know, sure. so when somebody is telling me that they're, keep running into the same problem, right? Uh, many people use the words of, oh, I always fail about this. Okay, and how's that working for you? And that, you know, gives them the, the pause that we, we need to then think about what's working for us and how can we, you know, fine-tune it. I mean, a lot of our, our lives, if we're able to get the right feedback, we could tune it in the, in the right way. And that's right. And feedback's so important, right? If you, you have to have a clear outcome in mind in order to be able to tune to get to your next Right. And if you're hanging on to the past, you can't, you can't use the feedback on the path. You know, one of the things I, I say is that like a GPS only works if you're in motion. Yep. Right. So that's how you use the feedback is while well, we've set in a destination, now we're getting feedback. And if, if we've set a destination that is ahead of us and we keep going back to the way we were, you're going to get feedback that says, no, no, make a U-turn, like <laughs> turn around and go forward. Right. So yeah, awesome. And that's how the, the path, I mean, that's that, that personal attitudes towards happiness, because first you have to know what you want. So it doesn't matter. I can't put anything in what's going to make Wayne happy. So that, that personal piece and the attitude is that mindset that I can re receive and achieve what I want. Then the towards the T piece, it has to have the action. You can't only have the good mindset and just sit here and wait for it. You actually have to make it happen. And again, happiness or whatever goal is, that's how it works. It's just that nice flow. I, I work a lot on flow. And that's where I became, when the obstacles started coming in our path, that's where I came up with the, the Kluberty piece. I was like, the, you know, there's still something missing and that's what it is, is not only the path, we have the obstacles. I always talked about obstacles, but we need, a lot of people needed to have that, that name. You know, what is that rock? I needed to know what that rock was. And the rock was Kluberty. For me, was there was a lot of issues, you know, unbeknownst to me, just how my story, my life story came through. And those little pieces that you're like, no, nah, that doesn't bother you. And then you start thinking about it and then deep diving. So one of the, I'll, I'll share, I had a girlfriend when I was uh, 20 who was killed by a drunk driver. And one of the blocks that I, I, I was like, okay, so you got over it, right? I, I eventually got married to somebody else. And, <laughs> but the trick to me uh, is that I was the last person to speak to her. And I told her to go to the party that she went to. Now she didn't drive. She was on the sidewalk and she got hit by a drunk driver. At, from a different party or, or from just driving. I didn't realize how much survivor guilt I had had until this year, because I started, as I was deep diving and writing a, a book, I started reading some of the old poems that I wrote about her, her passing after she passed. And all of a sudden I see my eyes are raining. Uh, the, the, the tears are coming out of nowhere. And I'm like, all right, there's something here. And I needed to, find more healing around that. You didn't know that that was one of the things I, I was carrying 
with. And once I started doing some more research and deep diving on, on myself, I knew my resources and I knew how to reach out and repair myself. Amazing. Amazing. That's, you know, you never truly get over the loss of somebody like that. And, you know, to, to get to a place of self forgiveness is huge growth, right? Huge growth. You're listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with Dr. Wayne Purnell. Sometimes relationships need a boost. Go to www.relationshiprecharge.com for a free seven tip guide to put some extra life back in your life. That's relationshiprecharge.com for your free seven tip guide relationshiprecharge.com. And now back to one sharp sword, cutting through to what matters most with Dr. Wayne Purnell. Do you want to, do you want to talk about your, I called it the, the pirate stuff because it's our, uh, but you have a, you have a series of our words that I think do carry you forward and they could carry our audience a little bit further forward. So yeah. some of the yeah some, some of the main so, concepts you've got. So, so the R is, yeah, sorry. Uh, so the R is there's always an R in your heart in everybody's heart, and right H E A R T. So there's always an R in your heart, and what do you choose to do with it? So as I started sitting about it, I like playing with words. I, I have a couple of programs where we play with different letters, but then I came up with the R, and I was like, wow, that there's another set of things that are very passionate to me. There is an R in your heart. And how can we find that within yourself? Uh, actually, so last year, as I shared earlier, I had tried to hurt myself the year before. And as I started putting myself back together, because I had the resources and I found additional resources outside of my own that I used, I decided I needed to recharge myself. And last January 1st, 2020, I joined the Polar Bear Club. <laughs> and if you don't know what the Polar Bear Club is, it's jumping in the water. And the original Polar Bear Club is in Brooklyn, New York. And you can probably hear from my voice. I'm definitely a New Yorker or New Yorker. Uh, and I said, you know, as low as I feel, I have to do something to recharge myself. And I guarantee you, jumping in 50-degree water on a cold day will recharge you no matter what you do. So I, and that's what I do. That's what the R's are. So I, you know, when I think about things, I always try to go back to the R because you always go back to center yourself within your heart. Our head gets us in, into a lot of trouble. As you know, that balance between conscious and ego and all those pieces, but the R and our heart will always lead us. If we keep to our heart, we know what we want in our heart. So that, I heard that you that say, a, yeah, I heard so, you yeah, say a couple of R's. I look at words, R words is resilience. I and mean, that's where my Phoenix rise comes from, you know, where we renew ourselves, you know, but it'll always be respectful of ourselves as well as others. You know, I, I you've got to ground yourself. So like in the root chakra, you know, reintegrate new pieces of our life, including anything old. There's, always ways to 
make it fun, but also to move it forward. And that's what we really do. It's a re- resurrection, right? Resurrection and just keep going forward because that's what we need to do as, as human beings. You'll find that radiance that's within ourselves. You are on a roll with those R's. Um, that's awesome. I'm, I'm writing them down. Here's what I heard. Here's a list of R's for you. I, because <laughs> I wrote them down as you were saying it. Um, you mentioned the word resources multiple times. You talked about recharge. The R, the biggest R for you, I think, is resilience. And then from that is rise. We have renew, be respectful, go to your root chakra, reintegrate. That's where resurrection comes from. And that's where once you have all of that integrated, you've got the radiance that you can then exude. So those are the R's that that came out of you. And I'm not even sure you knew you had so many R's in you. I'm always enjoying every time I can figure out a new R that I hadn't thought of. You know, I always ask people, so could you give me an R that you might, that I might've missed? I, I, you know, I'm not a thesaurus and I'm not a dictionary, but it's always nice to reflect and figure out what we could do. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So yeah, have a little fun with that. The, the R's, the biggest one, again, I think for, for me, for our audience is resilience. It's about that bounce, you know, the, We've come through a year of uncertainty. We've all experienced it. That's been around the world. That's not just, you know, a United States thing or a New York thing or a California thing. It's, this is, we've come through a pandemic. Um, and and my hand just got bitten by a tiger. No, I, <laughs> I, can you hear that? My cat is in the room with me and very much wants attention. So. We'll have, we'll have none of that. Um, the resilience, though, I mean, really, as we come through this year of uncertainty, every single day, what we've proven to ourselves is that we do have resilience, right? Every single day, we've proven that we can rise above the day that went before. And I think that that is a huge message for any of us to remember that you know, we have this in us. We have resilience. That is a that is a skill that is something worth practicing and it's something worth remembering. It's like, I've gotten through tough times before. How am I going to do today? How am I going to do tomorrow? Right? So, yeah, cool. We have to always remember that as bad as it might be, there are ways. And that was one of the things you need to always remember is to really take that time, take that breath, right? It's always... If you need to say something, type that email, type that message, but don't send it and then return back to it. And those are the, the pauses we, we, we need within our lives as, as well is the opportunities to find that resilience. That's why that pauses are, are really important. That's great. And that's, you know, this sort of cycles you back to Cluberty, which is like we may be going through transitions multiple times, right? We may be facing that kind of, darn it, I don't need to let the past define me today. I can choose, right? So that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. That, that, that's the really important part. And, and, and then there's, you know, uh, with Phoenix, so 
what I do is I also have like a Phoenix influencer program where I, I do talk about leadership. So it's, even if you think you're at, at your perfect position, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, we always try to keep it, expanding ourselves and growing because again, as you had said earlier, you know, if, if there's not growth, it's stagnation and you want to stay away from stagnation, even as individuals, you always want to find something to expand yourself, expand your mind, your thinking, because that's what will keep us alive. <laughs> Too true. Too true. Um, all right. So you've got some, you've done some work on success. You have, a. Uh, you contributed to some yeah, work. Yeah. So yeah, I contributed to hell. I'll show you. There's a, magazine that i've con contributed to oh there we go pull it back uh, for the lighting uh, yeah S success profiles magazine it's a small magazine run out of uh in arizona my friend brian wright and he asked me to you know would i would i write some articles so i've written a, uh, about five ar articles and then i had a an, a an interview which i'm willing to send every anybody who wants uh, a copy of it, the interview as well as the articles about the path, about all the things that I've, I've written about. And that's, you know, it's a lot of fun because it, it helps pass out a message that not necessarily everybody has or wants. And once you start reading it, you then go, okay, I can look at it differently. That's, that's where, you know, in the background, you'll see my peace, love, and bring a bat. That's exactly you know, you can talk about your peace and love all you want, but at some point you need to find what your passions are. You need to find where you want to take a stand and what you really want. If things are working out great for you and everything's great, great, then, but you should still grow and listen to other people's points of view and find out maybe there's another great person like Dr. Purnell who <laughs> will, uh, you know, see it differently and be an outfluencer and be able to explain that. It's just, you know, when you hear things like that, it just charges you and helps recharge and you can review another piece. That's awesome. Uh, so I wanted to point to that, the sign that's behind you. It does say peace, love, and bring a bat. Yeah. And, um, and when I first heard that, I'm like, peace, love, and bring a bat. Like, that's kind of violent. But... Really, this is about show up with your passion, right? Show up being willing to take a stand for your passion. And for you, I mean, <laughs> you ha having your baseball bat was part of your TEDx talk. And it really, it really did allow you to speak to passion that way. So um, I love the lotus flower, like for the listening audience that can't see this. It's peace, love, and bring a bat. And it's a person who's meditating. Uh, it's a silhouette of a person who's meditating and uh, in front of a lotus flower. And if you look, so it's over my shoulder. You can see they're also not only sitting in the lotus position, like there's a bat. The they're bat. Sitting on the bat. <laughs> because, we, because we all needed, uh, when I started explaining to some people uh, about the bat piece, you know, that always threw them off. But not only the right? They're opposites. But when you talk about taking that stand, finding what the passion that you need, that's what we're talking about. You know, never talking about violence because that's not going to get you anywhere. But it, it is important to know what you want and how you want it. And we've all experienced it. So I'm sure when you come on the show, we'll talk about 
maybe some of the challenges that brought you to where you are, to your greatness hmm. and what has brought you there. And that's the value of us all. That's the, that's the clan and tribe that I want to create is having everybody on and say, Hey, I, this has happened to me also. It, it doesn't have to be the worst case scenario, but it's something that's distracted you at some point, or you needed that GPS to find the right way home again. And that's what we, we do is bringing everybody home. Yeah, no, that's so good. It's in some ways, yeah, I, I just realized th- this uh, about about the bat and about uh, the show um, because over my shoulder is the is the icon, the logo for one sharp sword. And people could go, well, a sword is pretty violent. And the truth about a sword is you never draw it unless you intend to use it. And the idea is it never gets drawn, right? The idea is that there's power that that doesn't ever need to be expressed in that way. That said, when it's drawn, use it correctly. And one sharp sword is so much more powerful than a thousand dull blades. And so this really is about cutting through to what matters most. So knowing what you want for you, bring about peace, love, and bring about knowing what you want. Having So similarly, you know, with the bring about, I just say, find your sweet spot, right? So nice. whatever that, whatever that means to you, that's what it is. Uh, you know, anybody who's swung a bat and hit that ball, guess what? It's, there's a sweet spot. There's that one magic swing that you just feel it's all right. It's all good. And that's why uh, as, as part of that, you know, we plant magic seeds and all these things because it's information. Like even on, on your show, you might hear it once and then you're like, oh, having a conversation with somebody else. You're like, I heard on Dr. Purnell's show, this great piece. Those are the seeds you want that you want to nurture and plant and continue to grow. Perfect. Perfect. Do you want to talk about your book? You have uh, The Power of Proximity. Yeah. So last year, I uh, assisted during a book uh, about the power of proximity with uh, Dr. uh, Greg Reed and some others. And it was talking about the Phoenix moment uh, when, when he had seen me on stage and how I the part of the book is about how we help people, how we move along by who we meet, who we surround ourselves with, and where our powers are. Our powers are to the proximity of people who gather am- amongst ourselves, right? So you and I met, and we become powerful together because you shared knowledge with me, I share knowledge with you, and that's what it is, which is part of my passion as well. Uh, because one of the other things that I'm rolling out this year is my charity piece This I love to do charity work is Goons for Good, where I go, hey, I know a guy. Uh, because as you hear, the New York accent. Uh, but the thing is, is that I do know a guy. So, you know, if you're looking for certain things and I'm not the expert in that particular area, then guess what? I know a guy and or there might be somebody who worked better with you than, than I do because we just mesh. That's the power of proximity. That's the, the advantage of knowing the right people. It's not just knowing somebody. It's actually saying, hey, give me a second. I'm going to make a phone call. It's being able to say all the things that need to be said, but by knowing a, a person. So it's not only knowing a guy, but that's what it used to be, right? In the old 1950s yep. movies. You know, hey, I know a guy, hey, right. Come over here. You know, again, I have the Brooklyn accent. So come over here. I know a guy. Nice. 
Yeah, I, I love that. So power of proximity is not about where you are, but about who you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was, a, uh, there was a cartoon, and I don't remember the name of it, with our powers combined, you know, and they're like the Wonder, yeah, Wonder Twin. Twin powers, right? That's the one, okay. Yep, Wonder right. Twin powers. <laughs> so, so that's it. It's like with your powers combined, you actually create more power. You create uh, more effectiveness. And and it's the, you know, with our powers combined, I always say, you know, the, the idea of a mastermind, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So I run the stuck at the top com stuck at the top mastermind where it's a breakthrough retreat and the idea is um you know if i have an apple and you have an apple and we trade apples or a dollar and a dollar and we trade dollars right if we trade then then we each still have an apple or we each still have a dollar but if i have an idea and you have an idea and we trade ideas now we have two three four five six a hundred different ideas that come just from sharing that. And it's like, have you thought about this? Well, what about that? Well, I know a guy, right? And it's like, bang, all of a sudden, the power of proximity, um, you know, who are you around that is elevating you? And who are you elevating in the process? All part of it. Love that. Rising tide lifts all boats, right? You know, Mm -hmm. JFK is quoted as saying that. But that's what I talk about uh, on the podcast also about, having that magic garden and planting the seeds. Uh, I mean, magic garden has a little special meaning for me because I I don't know if it, I think it was just local, but there used to be this kids program called the magic garden. And one of the women who uh, was part, you know, the, the, the host lived in my neighborhood. So we'd always hear her, you know, sitting around playing a guitar and magic garden was like, so uh, tied to us. But that's what, you know, when I started thinking about all these seeds and growing, that's what we do. You know, when, when we plant, when you, I don't know if you have a garden in your home. You know, you might plant 30 seeds and you don't get 30 plants or 30 flowers. You get a couple, even though you're nurturing them, some will be nurtured. And that's that power to proximity is what are you nurturing and how are you nurturing it? That's awesome. And you have to weed it and attend to it and all that right. stuff, right? So, yep. Yeah, you can't, yeah, we, you can't rely on just good, good old sun. You you need to keep feeding it and find that resilience for the the flower, right? That's right. That's right. It's what you bring to it. It rises to life. That's right, um, Dave. We've covered a lot in a short amount of time. Is there anything else that you uh, want to cover, or do you want to tell people how to reach you? Yeah. So. Uh, this week, uh, well, I don't know when the recording is going to come out, uh, so I'd like you to check out Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat because I'm going to be launching the podcast this week. I have a couple of episodes I recorded over this weekend. That would be uh, really appreciative to do that, and there'll be a lot of things on Facebook. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, I just joined Clubhouse, which has been interesting, as well as check out my website, www davidshemetsky.com and and just so people know how to spell it it's david and but it's c h e m a m e t k y or you can re- email me on the path ny at gmail.com 
All right. And I'll have those links on the path ny at gmail.com. David Chametsky, C H A M E T Z K Y.com. Um, find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, and all those other places. Uh, and if people are interested, you're giving a, a you're giving away the uh, success profiles and success piece. If people reach out to you, so that's awesome. Um, cool. Any any closing words for the audience? Just keep rising. I mean, that's it. Find find the R in your heart, and just be resilient. Know that no matter how bad things get, if you Take that pause. You'll find the resiliency. You can rise ahead. And if not, reach out. Uh, I'm sure that Dr. Wayne can assist you to find some resiliency. I know I can assist some resiliency. And I'd love to just have communications. That's awesome. That's another R word. Reach out. Reach out. Uh, Good. So this is about rise. Very good. Dave Shemetsky, thank you so much for joining me. This is... One sharp sword, cutting through to what matters most. Thanks for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most without Fluxer, Dr. Wayne Purnell. For more information, please go to onesharpsword.com.